0: Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today, we are going to talk about negative attitudes and how to handle them at work. Now, we all know positivity. We know positive thinking. We always think about people who are positive. And we don't always study the correlating other side of it, which is negative. One study concluded participants who were more positive lived an average of 10 years longer than the other participants. That's pretty big. By the way, interestingly, even more impactful than smoking, which was only seven years difference. That's how big of a difference it matters if you are positive. And we love positive teammates. We want to be around people who are supportive, who are uplifting, and give us energy. But there are those who drag us down, some permanently, some temporarily. Zig Ziglar, I I love what he used to say. He used to say, there are all kinds of people who can brighten a room by leaving it. And that is true. Negative attitudes can increase stress on the team, can reduce performance, and can reduce creativity. You know I love quotes. Mark Twain said, don't walk away from negative people run. And Joyce Meyer says, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. Donna Karen said, delete the negative, accentuate the positive. It would be nice if we could just do that on a screen, but it is more difficult with people. It isn't always positive to deal with only positive people because sometimes negative people are needed in our lives for various reasons. And also we need to learn to deal with negative people because negative people are all around us. And of course, work is no exception. So let's talk about the dangers of being negative. I talked about reduced performance, but there's a whole bunch of other things to talk about. So I have a star-studded panel. We have Drew Bordas. Drew, welcome. Hello, podcast listeners. And we have Elise Wampler. Welcome back.
1: Hello. Always glad to be invited back. Always enjoy these conversations.
0: And we do too. And we have Tammy Spade.
2: Love being here. Happy to be back in the podcast realm.
0: It is in a great person. thing to have these conversations. I'm I'm always energized by them. But what are some of the dangers of being negative? I talked about reduced performance. We know that people with a lot of negativity have health issues. They have cardiovascular risks at a higher level. What have you noticed about negative people? I think I could start on this
3: one. I think in a, in a business perspective, it's hard to see opportunity. Seeing opportunity is not always you know right in front of your face. And you need a team or people or something that can just see opportunity anywhere. And you have to have that. If you have a room full of negative people... You're just going to know. No, 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 no. That'll never work. That'll never work. We can never do that and you're not going to get anywhere. You have to have some positive to see the opportunity.
2: Yeah, I think you you risk being excluded when you are labeled known um experienced well, as a, a negative good one. person. Because you mentioned, you know, people like to be around positive people. Not that positive people never tell the truth or don't ever, you know, shy away from delivering a message that might be hard. But if you're persistently negative, you risk being excluded because people just don't know how to be around you and it doesn't feel good to them to be around you. And so they just sort of stay away.
1: When it's energy draining for other people, right, to try and help, I know what I experience is trying to help pull that person out of that negativity. Sometimes it's just not what they're ready for at the time. So it draws and weans on your level of energy when interacting with people.
0: I think one of the reasons I love this podcast is because positive people. I leave more energetic because of the people in this room. And then, of course, we also have Drew here. Thank you. Thank
2: you very much. <laughs> a dose but, of realism. Yes. yes. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's make it real
0: now, <laughs> Drew and I can feed off each other going yeah. either direction. That's why we need Tammy in the room. <laughs> yeah, keeps us in the middle. I, I do think, though, that it is true, at least you see that energy and we do feed off of one another. And I do think there's a Delineation between negative person who may see more problems with, say, a project at work and may say, as we embark on this, there are these 12 things we need to watch out for, versus the person who comes in and says, every single day, Oh, it was a tragedy this morning. Um, I spilled the coffee all over, and then the neighbor blocked me in. It was terrible, and the people were mean to me in the store, and this and that. Because if you expect the worst, you generally get it. And if you expect the best, the world attracts positive people to you. And I think that there's a real energy that you put out and get back. And so some people, literally, it's not just that they're seeing, okay, this could be a problem. But I think, Drew, to your point, when you need that, it's important. So you do need the people with the positive ideas You don't want to have somebody shooting down those ideas too early. I was like, let let those ideas launch before you say there could be some issues and then point out the balloon's going to rise, but we're going to have to figure out how to get it back down. That's fine. But you don't want to do it too early or you will destroy the idea before it starts. At the same time, if somebody is literally just complaining and negative and, you know, the whiners, just whining, whining, whining. This isn't good enough. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too rainy. There's not enough rain for the ground. That's the one that really you look at them and you think, who is not giving you enough attention or what? Did you
3: not get hugged as a child? What? Well, yeah, hugged. and why is that my problem today? Yes.
0: And you want to hug them, but you're I don't know. I'm if not, You're not allowed, you're allowed to. Are no, not them. allowed to First Somebody of all, in a pandemic, you, you
3: can't. No. Somebody should hug no,
2: them. you. You could ask. Get a dog. Get permission. Hug you. Yeah. Well, pets can be very helpful in that regard. But you're right. There is a difference between a critical eye and overarching negativity. You need the person with the critical eye at the right stage in the process who is going to be looking for what needs to be fixed. That might be a personal statement because... That tends to be what I do if I walk into a room or situation. But you do I'm, it with positivity.
1: I, I try to, yeah.
2: I try to do it with positivity. And you do really, it with
1: purpose, though, too. Oh, I like that. Because that's purpose. what people are usually coming to you looking for is that critical eye. Yeah.
0: Here's something that's interesting if you look at studies about why employees are not promoted. Do you know what the number one reason is that employees are not promoted? It's not skill,
2: attitude, it's not
0: education. It's a negative attitude. In fact, 62% of the time, it's a negative attitude. Do you know that it is tied right there with somebody who is always, not once in a while, always late? And way down the list from it is vulgar language. So somebody who is using vulgar language at work is more likely to be promoted than somebody who has a negative attitude. Thank because if you're using vulgar language, but you're positive, you might get pr- promoted. Drew's excited about this. I'm <laughs> very happy. So vulgar, I mean, just shows you how important positivity is in terms of your career. So have any of you had any observations of people you've seen at work who are just negative? The one I always think about is the poor flight attendants. You know, you these videos of the temper tantrums on the
1: plane. Wow. And you know what? A kind word to them goes a long way. Usually, when, does. You, when you see that and you see people just causing problems, just saying thank you, or hey, I know you're really busy at the moment. When you have a moment, could I get X, Y, and Z? And then really expressing that gratitude towards them
0: makes a big difference. Huge have you difference. seen any
2: examples of people melting down at work? Oh, yes. In your career. Oh, yes. And, you know, sometimes I I think there are three or four ways to deal with people in that zone. One is to approach them and point it out because sometimes negativity becomes a habit. Cynicism becomes a habit. sarcasm becomes a habit, and they don't realize how they're coming off. So I always try to approach them right now. It's okay, (laughs) Drew. We'll be meeting later. Me me too. (laughs) (laughs) You want to just approach and say, "You may not realize this. I'm not sure if something else is going on for you, but you know, I've observed three or four times when you've." really been negative or thrown cold water on a conversation. And I just want to talk to you about it. I know that's not your intention. I love how you, you know, love to go deep into analyzing things. You know, you're trying to really tease out, I think, what might be behind that. I always start there.
3: Well, and you know, when you talked about promotions, managers influence their teams, you know, for good or for bad. And when you see somebody with with a, a consistently negative attitude, you don't want to make that worse. You don't want that to spread. You know, you can't, everybody's not running around, you know, skipping through the tulips, but you definitely don't want to take somebody who's consistently negative and then infect an entire team with it. You'll have either the team leave or adopt the personality or, or, I mean, it'll just make it worse. So there's, I think there's a great reason that they don't get promoted.
0: Our Dutch team, though, will
3: say they do skip through the tulips.
0: They do, but yes. (laughs) Much more often than us. What damage have you seen from a negative attitude on a team? What does it do to the team?
1: breeds. Like it it starts to permeate down deeper into the team where everyone's sitting in that negative space and it's hard for them to see beyond what's in their control. Because I think a lot of times we get into this negative space because we think everything's out of our control when in reality we have a lot more control over what's going on to us than we think we do. So it just it just sits within the deeper confines of a team. It doesn't stay with just that one person. Drew used the term infect,
2: and it goes along with what you're saying. I have seen teams where you knew there was a negative influence. That person is taken out of the team, and it's like they've been restored to health. Yes, They were infected, and now they've been restored to health. It's amazing how, how that one negative voice can just you know, shut down the entire team.
0: It's very interesting to me to see negative attitudes on a team where the entire team starts to believe a limiting result. And I've seen that one team I took over, they were so despondent and so convinced that they could not be successful, that it was extraordinary. And it took a while, but once they actually believed they could win, the team became the number one team in the country. And it was a mental barrier that they imposed on themselves because they were told, not just inside the team, they were told by everyone outside the team, oh, that territory isn't going to be successful. It's old. It's mature. It's to this. It's to that. And they started to believe this, and it was completely wrong. Like there was enormous opportunity. And the fact that they had such market share meant that they had – a brand strength that they could use in a way that others couldn't. And they could take a happy client from one part of the city to another instead of just saying, oh, there's already three clients there. Well, you have three clients there. It's much easier to get 10 when you have three, right? So it was a mindset and that negativity was limiting them. So it's not always that easy to just say, you have a negative attitude and limiting that, right? It takes time, but it's interesting to diagnose that and then to encourage people to reach for more.
3: I do think there's some purposeful things you can do if you apply them over time consistently. And one that we use a lot around here that you use is assuming positive intent, which is just, you don't say at one time, hey, everybody should assume positive intent and then never say it again and walk off, right? But there are ways you can purposefully act as a team to say, this is the behavior we're going to put up with and not put up with. And if you're going to assume that that person over there is out to get you or that team is full of idiots or what? we're going to pause and say, hold on, let's just assume they're, they're not a bunch of idiots and they're not out to get you. And now what do you think is going to happen? And I think some of those behavior kind of guardrails, if you apply them consistently, can help negate the effect of the negative attitude.
1: When you said an important word there, guardrails, right? Setting clear boundaries with others, when you see that negative behavior and it starts to come into your world and your life and affect your energy, all the more reason to say, I need healthy boundaries and setting them and holding to them. I know I've had to do that a lot in my personal life of setting those clear boundaries, holding to them when I see them being stepped over And just how that helps a negative person to say, okay, when I'm interacting with this person, I'm not allowed to be that way. It changes their world a little bit maybe not in every area but starts to spark a different
2: perspective or view in their world. You know the the thing we're talking about too is challenging assumptions and you mentioned it skip with that team that thought they were a losing team. It's really challenging assumptions. Why do you feel the way you do? What is behind that? Why do you think that project's off track or why do you think this isn't a good idea? Cuz then you can kind of peel away at what assumptions they're making. Are they negative, you know, intent assumptions and perhaps challenge that person to think differently and really tell them what the impact is on people around them. Because sometimes people just don't understand that. You have to illuminate that for them.
0: Yeah, they're locked into their mode and they they just don't have that wider perspective. Well, we talk about the negative as if it's always somebody else that has the problem, right? It's never us that's negative. Oh, no. no, I'm I'm the problem. It's fine. <laughs> it's, I'm comfortable with this. But we all go through emotions, we all go through issues, we all have things in life. We all are born with a certain mental outlook that can be shifted in some way but not all the way, and we all go through ups and downs. I think not only in a given day, you know, study after study even proves that what you've eaten and how and when will impact your mood and your decision making, etc. Be very careful when the judge in your case is making a ruling, because if that judge is hungry, it will not usually go your way. So maybe bring a cookie, little hint, if you go to court. I'm not kidding. Like, look up the studies on it. Your emotions, your energy, everything changes based on your day. You might have had a tragedy. You might have gone through a divorce. You might have had a death in the family. You might have had a job loss. You might be stressed with pandemic, like whatever it is. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with your own negativity and own times when, uh uh-oh, I just slipped into it? What do you do personally?
3: Well, I mean, so much that we cover on this podcast is around self-awareness. And I think that is just a really understanding yourself, what makes you tick, your different moods and being aware, have I exercised? Is it cloudy out? Do I need vitamin D? Like it can be subtle things. I mean, a thing like a divorce or I mean, of course, that's going to that will wreck anybody, but it can be very subtle changes that can impact your mood and how you're feeling and acting and even even what you're saying to yourself in your brain and just being aware of that and, and hitting the pause button and saying, whoa, I'm not in a good spot right now. I need to do something is so, so, so important.
0: I need a day off. Yeah, I need to rest. I'm going to go exercise. I
3: need, yes, I yeah, need absolutely. to take a
0: walk. I think getting into nature can be a big thing. It depends on pe- maybe music and what kind of music could I uh, listen to.
1: we those trusted partners that just help you look at it through a different lens. I have a few folks that I consistently will go to when I have those seasons of negativity that help me just explore it differently.
0: That break you out of it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you don't wear them out so they think, oh, here she comes again.
1: (laughs) I hope not. And you all know who you are out there, and I expect you to tell me if I'm doing that in those seasons.
2: And they probably come to you for other things. I have people around me, too, that I can go to and just get my head straight with them. And, you know, I trust them so I know that if they're honest with me, I can hear what they're saying and I think the other thing to keep in mind and it's hard you know when you're really really negative about something or you've had maybe a really tough life event you have to remember that you're looking through lenses that are cloudy yes and that it is temporary most things like that are temporary but even if it's a long-lasting you know chronic situation where you are in that at that moment it's temporary and so trying to challenge your own beliefs about how bad it is, I think can be helpful.
0: I think that self-awareness piece for you and for your team is good. And Drew, to your point of small things too, you know, are you hungry? Are you exhausted? Are you stressed out? You know, all of these things are important for you and then also for your team to look at them and realize, are you pushed too far? Are the boundaries wrong? And maybe give space to your team too. I think those are all good tactics. Well, one quote that I... Love that has really helped me, because I would find my negativity would usually be surrounded about frustration. You know, I'd be frustrated with something, somebody was trying to control me, or something else was going what? on. Not Never
2: bad. do that. <laughs> don't do that. Word to the wise. <laughs>
0: oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you have any, if you have frustration, and Jim Rohn used to say this, he said, turn your frustration into fascination. And it makes every bit of difference for me. So if I see somebody else who's extremely frustrated, I just tune in. I get real fascinated and I want to know what's going on and why, et cetera. And if I'm that way, I start to get fascinated. What was it? What is it about them? What is it about this situation? How is it my mood? And what I've learned and I try to do is I tell the other person, this frustrated me. I feel this way. I think because of this, I assume positive intent, and you didn't mean that. This is the way I react to that. I'm working through this. Help me out. I'm just very open with it. And then you usually enter a better and a deeper dialogue for the person to say, oh, no, well, this is what I meant. And you go, oh, okay. So it's turning that frustration into fascination. Does that work for you too? It really worked for me a lot.
3: I'm constantly frustrated and I've spent so much time with you that then it gets in my head and I'm like, well, Skip would say turn it into fascination. And then <laughs> and then, it just, and then I just get frustrated again. It's, it's good intent, though.
2: So it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for you. He's me. still no, he's,
3: trying. He does. I'm still trying.
0: <laughs> well, the other piece, I think, in talking to negative employees or frustrated employees is to realize just that, right? Which is there's nothing worse to me if you're really, really down. And you're really struggling, and someone says, "Just turn the frown upside down, or put a smile on it, or be positive, or whatever." Or sends you a little birthday quote or something. It can be very irritating. So I think you need to know when to do it. And I try to time that for you, Drew, exactly when I know it'll be most oh, yeah. irritating. Oh yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's lovely because I know you. So <laughs> the most irritating time. But I, I think you know for this topic in
3: particular, people don't wake up and hope they have a negative impact on everybody they meet. I don't think anybody really wants that. You know, I hope I go into work and just bring the team down today. Gosh, that would be awesome. So I think having somebody with you that you trust that can just give you a little check-in and say, hey, are you okay? Or, or It can be so, so important. It is important. I think there are people who are born more with an Eeyore kind of temperament. Oh, definitely. But I don't think they they want to bring everybody down, though. No. They just naturally do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they can learn strategies and tactics to improve where they are. And I think it's important to realize that, as Jim also used to say, you're not a tree. You can change. You can grow. You can learn. And I think it's important to do that. It doesn't matter where you start It matters that you're still growing and learning and developing techniques and skills that work for you. And what works for one person won't work at all for another. And we know that everybody listening right now wants it because you want to be positive, you want to grow, you want your career to flourish, and you want to be as successful as you can be because that is why you are listening to Aim Higher.
1: Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher.